Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we're talking about the devil. We're going to battle today. <laughs> we are. To learn from the Word of God who our adversary is. Yeah, so what are principalities and powers? Yes, it's just a facet on the, the demonic diamond, his right. his emissaries, his helpers. Christ has made us his ambassadors, right. and Satan has his ambassadors. That's who the principalities and powers are. Everything that Jesus has, Satan has emulated. He's a copycat. What a rodent. <laughs> You're being nice. Deviant. I mean, evil. Right? Oh, my God. Listen, so here's what I really want. I really want Michael, the archangel, to hold him down so I can just kick him in the face a few times. Yeah, I ain't going to mess with him. I let Michael do it all. <laughs> when it comes time to cast him in the, the bottomless <sighs> pit, I'd like to just maybe push him over the edge you know just that'd be cool if god would allow me to do that but i'll just be satisfied to watch him or just take a stick and smack him around him. <laughs> I know. get just... one of them canes and whack him <laughs> that's an inside situation here <laughs> be, i speak john's language that's gonna be so good yeah oh my goodness hey i am your host john westfall this is my co-host pastor duke herget the duke meister and today we're going to talk about principalities and powers mm -hmm. and so let's go to the lord in prayer and we will get started dear heavenly father lord we come before you and lord we just thank you for this time and opportunity uh, lord just to teach your word to expose you to the world so that they can see and hear truth. And now, Father, we're exposing the devil. And so, Lord, we just ask that you would have your hand upon us, Lord, that you give us clarity of thought, clarity of speech, Lord, and that you give all of us clarity of hearing and understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, what are principalities and powers? Um, and, and of course we can say, Hey, look, uh, principalities and powers are just, of course it's all satanic. So it's the devil and his demons. Yeah. Devil and his angels. Yeah. Hell was prepared. Jesus said for the devil and, and his angels. quite simply, that's who they are. That's it. Yeah. We see the fall of Satan in Isaiah 14. Yep. Uh, I will ascend to the throne of the most high. I will be as God. I won't take orders. I'll give orders. I will be as God. And, uh, it, you and, notice the biggest demon is I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five times in that yeah. fall, he said, I will, I will, I will, I will. Then we fast forward to Revelation chapter 12, verse 3, and we have a, the indicator that when Satan fell, he led one-third of the angels. We call them fallen angels. We call them demons. Now, yeah, they're demons We now. call them principalities <laughs> yep. and powers. There's an organization of these demons. That's where the principalities and powers come from. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Yeah. So the phrase principalities and powers occurs six times in scripture. Um, in the King James, New King James, and Modern King James, which I've never read the I, modern. I, I didn't even know there was a modern. I've got the other two copies of the other two. Yeah. I, I personally, I prefer the New King James. Everything that we do on the podcast is out of the New King James, unless you read it out of your Bible and then it's I out use, of King James. King James, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, uh, you, if it's principalities and powers, it's King James, New King James, Modern King James, and then other versions might translate it uh, rulers and authorities, forces and authorities, or rulers and powers. So if you're reading rulers and powers or rulers and authorities, it would be the principalities and powers. Same I'd like thing. to start out right up front, just kind of a big picture thing. If you were to go into the United States military, they're going to prepare you for battle. And one of, they're going to get you physically fit, mentally submitted, and uh, uh, very familiar with your weapon. They're going to teach you the importance of teamwork. Mm, yeah. But then they're going to divert, uh, uh, divest a lot of uh, attention to your enemy. Who is your enemy? What do they look like? How do they think? How do they fight? Uh, and so... That's what God does in the Bible. He identifies our spiritual enemy. He identifies how they're organized. He identifies we're not ignorant of his devices. He identifies the tools of Satan that he uses against us. And we're not, Bible says we're not ignorant of his devices. Yeah, because once he identifies uh, our enemy, then he equips us to, to do battle. Do battle. Yeah. 
that's what this is all about. Exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. Dude, I'll give it to you. There's half that a point. point. No, half. Ah, that's half. Half. All right. So, <laughs> listen, <these> most stingy <laughs> pants. <laughs> Jeez. I come up with a great point. I get half a point. Last podcast, you got five points, dude. You throw me. Didn't I give you some crumbs. in the last one? Yeah, like one. But you earned yours. So oh, there I'm you just, go. Okay. I'm just going to give everything I got. Maybe right. get another half point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm reminded of one of our listeners uh, from Florida. And she said, um, uh, Karen is her name. She said, uh, yeah, you, uh, uh, you're pretty stingy with your points. Uh, Karen, you're right. <laughs> I work hard. So she's like, uh, you're stingy with your points. Duke's not, uh, Pastor Duke's no not as stingy, um, but you have to work hard for yours. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not stingy. Amen, Karen. I'm not stingy. All right, to show that I'm not stingy, I will give you one down the road. All right. I'll work hard for Somewhere. it. I'll earn it. I'll earn it. I'm ready. So in most places where the phrase appears, uh, we have to look at the context, and the context makes it clear uh, that it refers really to the the array of evil and maliciousness that's in the world and around us. And the organization of it as well. You know, mm-hmm. principalities and powers, we, uh, we use the word, use that word too much English language today, but, you know, we would say municipality and we have a, a mayor over a city, a governor over uh, a state. Uh, Satan has certain demons over certain geographical areas. It's interesting here in the capital district, it seems like the Hudson River is is a line of demarcation on the spirit world and not just the maps right uh all of us who've been around the capital region for a number of reasons those of us on the west side feel that there's demon activity on both sides for sure but we've always felt that the the demonic stronghold is here on the east side of the river yeah right here uh, you got brought johnny to right the hard spot you know but i'm telling you dude talk- it is hard i've talked to this about 30 different pastors here in the capital region i've had nobody disagree with that i've had a couple of guys move from the east side over to the west side of the river which might be a mile you know dude i'm not gonna lie to you i thought about it it's it's stronger the demonic forces are stronger over here yeah we could do a whole podcast on that but it is uh there's geographical organization of demonic powers demons are just like people they have different personalities they have different strengths some demons are very very strong some are more crafty some are more delusional and so there's just different demons with different abilities in different places but it doesn't matter they're all Demons. limited yeah and they're limited yeah and, uh that's a huge point i'll bring up theologically well, in a minute you know to talk about uh to back up a minute for being on this side of the river when i moved here uh i have was like man guns blazing we're gonna build something huge blah 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 and then i was told and you told me and others told me that what it takes five months to do on your side of the river takes five years to do on this side. takes five years to do on I this side you, of the river. Johnny, but you, I, I tried to talk him out of it, but he wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> but God spoke to you. He brought you here to the east side. God made God, it clear. And God carved out a church here. He yeah. saved a lot of people over here. So I'm glad you're here. And I'm well, glad, and, I'm, and glad and I'm where I'm at. I'm yeah. on the west side. Yeah, and we're we're in our, uh, this is going on, we'll be 17 years. Yeah. 44 here. for the Duke Moister. Seventeen here. How about that? Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm ready to follow you uh, to North or South Carolina. <laughs> I'm not going to, but you your know, heart, your heart would surrender to that real quickly. Yeah, uh, but this is where God's called me. So as we look at this, uh, the principalities is really these are the evil ones making war with anything that has to do with God. Yep. To uh, blind people, to bind people, to harass people. Paul said, Satan hath hindered me. It was very likely not Satan himself, but maybe it was Satan himself with Paul. But that's what demons do. They hinder people. They harass people. They possess those who dabble in the occult and and wish to be possessed by demons. So there's a whole array, but we're going to focus in today just on the principalities and powers, how they appear in Scripture, and how we can be prepared to do battle against them. Yeah, and what's interesting, I want to, for clarity, excuse me, for clarity, I want uh, to establish that 
my statement is the phrase principalities and powers or rulers and authorities or forces and authorities or rulers and powers, right? That phrase occurs um, uh, six times in, in the Bible, but the reference to principalities and powers uh, or principalities occurs 130 times in the New Testament. You know why? Because this is the enemy that true followers of God, whether Old Testament or our followers of Christ in the New Testament, which they were looking forward to Christ, we look back to Christ. Right. We do battle with them every day. Every day. So so if you go, <clears throat> no, principalities and powers is in the Bible more than six times. It's, it's 130 times principalities are referenced or mentioned. But the phrase principalities and powers is three times in the New Testament, just for clarity. Uh, all right, so the first mention of principalities and powers is in Romans 8, 37 through 39, and it says this. <clears throat> Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors, and that's important to hold on to. We win. Yeah, you have to, you have to excuse me. I'm, my throat is... Um, so I have, I have a medical situation going on. So forgive me for the constant clearing of my throat, but my vocal cords are swollen and they're actually so swollen that they're touching the back of my throat. Yikes. And so every time, and, and I have to stop because I feel like, I feel like my, my, uh, that I have to clear my throat. Lean on me. <laughs> here for you john yeah <laughs> but i feel like i have to when clear my throat strong. and I, and i really what i'm doing is destroying my vocals okay my vocal cords i got, you, I got your cords here so cords. yeah so here we go uh yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us for i am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of god which is in christ jesus our lord dude tell me what did he miss he covered it all and we are more than conquerors they it will not triumph over us mm -hmm. if we keep our eyes on Jesus, if we keep our hands on the plow. Because that's where our victory is. And we yeah. submit ourselves, therefore, to God and resist the devil, right. and he and they must flee from us. Yeah, and guys, listen, what I love is when we look at this, uh, he says, uh, for I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth. And then this is the, this is the, the like, this is the clincher. Nor any other created thing shall separate us from the love of uh, God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The only thing not created is God. Yeah, Amen. Isn't this passage a great confidence giver? Okay, we're doing battle with uh, spiritual mm -hmm. enemies every day, uh, right. principalities and powers. But we don't take that into consideration. Like when, when Pastor John and I first met, it was like, oh, no, Johnny, there's dark, there's darkness on the east side of the river. Yeah. You don't want to go over there. Nobody no. turned the lights on. Nobody. No, no because greater is right. he that is in John than he that Amen. was on the east side of the river. And so we don't have a board meeting say, oh, we're going to back off and skip our missions conference this year because that'll make the devil mad. We don't want to make the devil mad. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. Okay, we are no match for him, but he's no yeah. match for yeah. our boss. Yeah. How do they say it? Uh, man, I just want to pee in his cornflakes. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard that, but I'll never forget it. And I will use it. <laughs> right? That's all I want to do, man. I just want to pee in his cornflakes. Oh, my goodness. And uh, Because, man, that would really make him mad. And, and, and it's not that I want to pick a fight with him. Nope. But it's that, man. I'm just going to shove Jesus out in front exactly. of Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to submit myself to Jesus, mm -hmm. and he's got no power over me. I'm not going to... Uh, I'm not going to back off on my uh, gospel advance plans. I'm going to stop podcasting right. for fear that I'm making mad. I know that they don't like what we do. I hope I'm public enemy number one to the demonic powers right. in the town of Half Moon, where right. I live. Uh, but I don't. I have no worry. I have no anxiety over them. But I know they're real, yeah. and I know they're, yeah. they are there. And I, I would tell you this. I have no anxiety over him, but I had an issue with him that scared the junk out of me, man. Mm -hmm. So 
This was back in 2006. And it was October of 2006. Said, were you here yet or just coming? We just we started the church in okay, October. Started, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we came here in August. Yep. Just, and then jumped right out there to start the church in October. Mm-hmm. And we were meeting in uh the uh, the uh, independence school. Um Robert Parker School off of yeah. 43. Yeah, I preached there. And, uh, yeah, you've preached for me. And so I remember we went up there on Saturday, and we set it all up, and we were getting ready to do our first Sunday uh, at the school and, you know, big day for us. And so we set up on Saturday. We go home, and it was like 1030 at night. Now, mind you, this place is on top of a hill, and it is dark dark there's no other buildings around it it's 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 dark there's no lights all the lights there are off it was dark 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 and spiritually dark oh satan presided in that building until we got there <clears throat> any rate so i told sherry i was like oh man i gotta go back up there i forgot to do whatever it was and she's like do it in the morning and i go you know that's not going to happen. I'm going now. I want no surprises in the morning. So I jump in the car, run down to the school, open up the school, go in, and fix what I had to fix. Now, we were meeting in the gymnasium of the school, and the gymnasium was the farthest end of the school, and the parking lot where you park was in the front. The gymnasium was in the far back, and so it was like all the way through. All the way. Long, dark hallways in the midnight hour. (laughs) So the lights are on. (laughs) (laughs) So I shut the lights off in the gym. The hall lights are on because I won't shut them off until I get to the other end. So I'm walking out, and as I'm walking out, and, dude, I'm telling you, I remember this like it was this morning, like it was lunchtime today. I mean, I remember it so vividly. I'm walking out, and all I get is... (sighs) (sighs) <sighs> and the hair is standing up on the back of Pastor John's <sighs> neck. <sighs> on my neck. That is, as I'm walking, I feel it hitting my neck. Dude, I am I am not even going to exaggerate and pretend like I was the man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. welcome, I went. Welcome to New York. I okay. went weak. My, my, you know how the, how. God told Job to strengthen, gird up your loins. Uh-huh. Yeah, my loins were sagging pretty heavy because <laughs> I lost all strength. Okay, not only that, but I my my walking coordination all of a sudden became uncoordinated. <laughs> Little weak need. And then all the way down the hall, I am yelling, yelling. At the top of my voice. Get thee behind me. Get thee. <laughs> In the name of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, I command you to leave me alone. I command you not. To. And dude, look, look, look at the hair. Look at the yeah, goosebumps. Goosebumps all over his Golly. eyes. 17 years later. Yeah. It. I've had. Scared the dude. I had this talk with a it was lot evil. of preachers over the years. It was evil. And just. Satan, my, my, before I had my first, cert, well, no, we just had our first service here. I was working in a sheltered workshop for a short while with handicapped people. And a guy came up to me, a young guy, and he spoke with kind of a, a raspy feminine voice. It wasn't even his voice. He came right up to me. I was at break at this little work. He goes, I, we know who you are. We know why you're here. Loser, <laughs> loser, loser. And man, I, I had the hair stand up. It wasn't even this kid's voice. And later he came up to me and uh, we talked and he said, he goes, I like you. He goes, but my friends, they hate you. They tell me to, uh, to stay away from you because you worship Jesus. It was it's like, here, I'm just arriving in the capital yeah. region. The devil just let Welcome. me know. Welcome. <laughs> I'm here. You're going to do battle with me. I'm just going to show up yep. right at the start. Right. Let you know that these demonic powers are, are real. real. And that's what he did with me walking down the hall. And I'm, I'm just going to tell you, uh, I, I didn't slow my pace. I, I ain't going to lie to you. I didn't run because I wasn't going to give him that much. But on the inside. You didn't hang around for a good chat, did dude, you? Dude, <laughs> yeah. You know, how, you know how you pick up a, a, a hot piece of iron and you drop it immediately? 
Um, it's not because it was hot. It's because it just doesn't take you long to look at that piece of iron. <laughs> well, listen, I didn't run, but on the inside, I was running. <laughs> I was running all the way home to my mama. That's what I was doing. <laughs> on the inside, I was like, Jesus, don't leave me now. <laughs> Sherry, wake up and hold me. <laughs> it was, I am not going to. It scared the junk out of me, dude. Demonic <clears throat> presence doesn't happen very often. I mean, uh, the manifestation mm -hmm. of yeah. demonic presence does not happen often. Uh, the first time I think I ever experienced that, I was on LSD in Tupelo, Mississippi, 1971. And uh, that was, uh, that was a little, no, actually it was 1970. It was a little bit freaky. I never really believed in a personal uh, Satan. I wasn't a Christian. Mm -hmm. I didn't know the Bible. I was just a party animal. And uh, Mama told me not to come, <laughs> and I went, and I saw things that I didn't want to see, and I heard voices that I didn't want to uh Yeah, and we blame it on the drugs, but the reality is, man, that was Satan playing with you your know, mind. And I saw little uh, humanoid uh, characters that I'd never seen before, <laughs> and as I began to study as a Christian, I studied a bit into the occult, and the same things I saw other people write that they saw in demon worship was right those there. are the same things yep. that I saw in Tupelo, yeah. Mississippi. So yeah. there's a continuity of those uh, in this world. Satan just wants you to know that you're doing battle against mm -hmm. me. Okay, you got your Jesus, and he rose. And I couldn't stop him, but I'm here to I'm here to uh, make your life difficult. Yep, and he's been faithful. Yeah, yeah, he's been very faithful seriously john and i could go on for an hour on this topic here we're going to get back to that we're going to jump back in here because dude i mean listen yeah all right here we go uh so we're more than conquerors scripture says more than conquerors through uh through christ meaning that satan can't do anything with us that that god doesn't let him let me throw in some theology here this is very important satan wants you and i to think that he's bigger stronger and smarter than what he really is. Yeah. Now he's way over our head. Yeah, yeah. But he's, he's way not, under. He's not omniscient. He doesn't know everything. Right. He's not omnipotent. He's not all powerful. He's not omnipresent. He has demons that represent him that are probably nearly omniscient. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, because they take notes and run them back to him. Yeah. So and then he takes those notes and runs them to God to accuse us. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a whole a lot to this topic yeah what a rat get today what a rat yeah but he i always remind him you know when the devil reminds you of your past remind him, him of his future yes, sir there you go johnny <laughs> so listen the battle's yeah, real yeah yeah so here's the thing he's a rat and the lord has the trap <laughs> and jesus is the cat and it's gonna snap his head off <laughs> uh -huh. what a bottomless uh, pit yeah. is waiting uh, just yeah. a temper before he's cast into the lake of fire, fire. Yeah. prepared for the devil and his angels, right? Which are the, the demons and yeah. powers, the demons. Yeah, they really are. So, but understand, they cannot separate us from God, and they cannot take our victory uh, because we have victory in Christ. So, another thing that we want to look at, or the other mention of the three of principalities and powers, is in Colossians one sixteen, and it says this: For by him Jesus. All things were created that are in heaven and are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him, Jesus, and for him, Jesus. And so here, here's the thing. Uh, it's a clear statement that God is the creator and ruler over all authorities. I read through the Gospels in three days in my Bible reading, mm -hmm. and something that I love, and I see it every time, and it blesses me every time I see it. He encounters demons a lot, mm -hmm. and every time they obey him, they know who he is. They know that he's the virgin-born son of the living God. They know that he is God with us. And uh, they say, don't come and punish us before our time. They know, they know their time is coming. They know where they're heading. But it's amazing. They always and immediately obey Jesus. Immediately surrender. Isn't that sweet? That is the, dude, I'll give you a point for that, right? Okay. I'll give you a point. One and a half. Woo, yeah. What a day. Yeah. <laughs> Doing good, Johnny. I'm so motivated. 
Start kicking the devil's Sarcasm butt with the word of God. is dripping from you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we like it. <laughs> Here's a passage, though, that I want to show everyone where the power is. Amen. Focus. Amen. Here we go. Are you ready? Matthew, and this is not in my notes, but I'm bringing it over. Matthew chapter 4, 1 through 11. Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter, Satan, came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. And then Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. It is written. It is written. It's the Word of God. It's the law that governs the universe mm -hmm. in the physical world and now here in the spirit world. We as believers have confidence in Christ. We're more than conquerors. So we don't go around fearing him. Now, respect, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you got to respect his power and uh, because, dude, he's very powerful. We know his agenda. We know yeah. his tools. Yeah. But we don't, we don't fear him mm -hmm. by terror. Yeah. Well, here's, here's another thing that I want people to see. So on the first one, you know, Satan tempts Jesus, and then Jesus says it's written. And he pulled out his deity, didn't he? He did. So that's the second time. he And in the second attempt, he goes from it is written to watch this. Uh, so after he's, he's uh, um, tempted again, verse 7, Jesus said to him, it is written. We see that. It is written. Yeah. It is written again. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. God. And Lord is all caps, which means Yahweh being God, all-encompassing Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or the Trinity, if you will. And so uh, he's like, it is written. So we see the first time he says it's written. Then the second time he says, it's written, don't tempt your God, Satan. Put him in his place. And that tells, say. that tells us that God has authority over him. Jesus specifically has authority over him. And then in verse 10, Jesus answers again from the third attempting, uh, if you will, then G in verse 10, then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan. Now he's done. Like he, okay, I'm, I'm pulling out the Trump card and you're, you're finished. You can only go so far. And Jesus is sovereignly in control of Satan and the demons at all times. So he cast him out, away with you, Satan, and Satan leaves. Because in 11 it says the devil left him, <laughs> which means he has to listen to him. He always did. And then he does this again, for it is written, here's my authority. And then he says, you shall, the first one was, it's written. The second one is, it is written, don't tempt the Lord your God. The third one is, get out of my sight. It is written. And then it says, you shall worship me. I loved how it increased. Yeah. Each Satan offered time. Him provision, power, protection. That's what all the health and wealth preachers offer people. Oh, and uh, they're gullible. They fall for it. Yeah. But Satan's... He knows mm -hmm. what people like, what they want. He was tempting Jesus, and Jesus fell for nothing. He was above it. But this is a great passage of Scripture now. It's amazing. I just yeah. read through the whole book of Matthew yeah. today, early this morning, and people ha were accustomed to seeing some demonic activity, right. demon-possessed people, right. and Jesus would just simply cast the demons out. Mm -hmm. And the people marveled, and they said, even the spirits must obey him. And as they must have obeyed him then right they must obey him now now because and, uh, neither one of their positions have changed same agenda same they have the same boss mm. same <laughs> crime crime lord yeah and they're the same scumbags yeah, yeah yeah and they're out to blind people today they're out to uh possess those that they can those that dabble in the occult but we are more than conquerors. He is defeated. His doom is sealed. It's only a matter of time. Right. And and what I love, too, about 10 to finish is, so he's like, away with you, Satan. 
It is written. Let me remind you of the scriptures because that's where the power is. Scriptures. That's your, your, your power and mind, guys. We have the scriptures. And then he says, you shall worship the Lord your God. And then he tops it off with, and him only you shall serve. And, of course, Satan is in rejection, so he's going to ultimately pay for that. But, but Jesus is like, uh, first off, I have authority over you. Second off, here's the word to show you I have authority over you. Third, you should worship the Lord your God. And fourth, uh, you should serve me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like Jesus just throws it in his face like a mud pie, rubs it in, and then goes about his business. And Satan sticks his head between his legs and leaves him alone. Yeah, I remember as a new believer so cool. becoming uh, spiritually aware of the occult, spiritually aware of demonic activities, how they work. Mm-hmm. All this was new to me. And I was I had little moments I was getting a little scared mm-hmm. sometimes and all this weird things. And then I had a smart guy, a, a godly man, say, Duke, you're making too much out of this. Just read through, like, one of the Gospels and just watch Satan's interactions with Jesus. He obeyed. He submitted he was out he was outsmarted every time and i do not live my life in any kind of fear right. of a demonic activity i see other people who are and those are the people that usually start messing around with occult things that probably be a different podcast mm-hmm. ouija boards well uh, we did that cards. sorcery yeah sorcery so that's up sorcery one sorcery two we did yeah and so when people start dabbling around with that then that gives satan opportunity demon demons to have opportunity to work in their lives as the holy spirit works in our lives well because you've good. invited him in yeah and they invite him in and they'll work in their lives but it's always for their demise for their that's destruction right. that's right it puts them in fear and, uh, yeah. and and binds them and destroys them in the end. Yeah, and Colossians says that they are in under the control of Jesus, period. Uh, I want you to see that God uses the wicked for bringing about his plan and purpose, Daniel 4.35. And, and also there's a verse in Revelation. Well, we'll talk about it here in a second. Daniel 4.35. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He, God, does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can restrain his hand. Sovereignty of God. The sovereignty God of God. is in control. Yeah. Isaiah 46, 10 through 11. Declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient and from ancient times, things that are not yet done saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. God is all powerful and God will do what he chooses to do when he chooses to do it. And there's nothing anyone can do to stop him. I love that. Praise fact. God that He's righteous and holy. <laughs> I love the fact that you just gave us your subpoint there. God uses even the wicked, ultimately, to uh, His ultimate purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think my love, your love, our love, all of our listeners, our love for the Lord is tested and tried by the enemy. God allowed Satan to kind of go so far with Job, a lot farther than with most of us. Mm-hmm. And, it, and in the end, God got great glory. And then Satan said, well, he, he's, if you let me get him sick, then he'll turn on you. And then God allowed Satan to go a little further, mm-hmm. but only under the allowance of God. And boy, the devil took that one. <laughs> that was another uh, smack in the right. devil's face. And so we can rest in the Lord Jesus, but we need to be as serious as scriptures tell us to be in our part of the battle, eyes on the Lord, hand on the plow, submitted therefore unto God, and that we resist the devil, and he must, that same authority that drove him away then will drive him away now. Right. Absolutely. Submit, submit to him. One of the, uh, and I'm, I was looking for it, and I had it in another set of notes and so I am I am going to go back here real quick, and uh, that's against... I'm leading Pastor John down uh, rabbit trails. <laughs> but it's, we're st- it's still on Scripture. Um, I want you to see that 
the dragon, Satan, um, he is, listen, his whole goal is to attack us. Mm-hmm. He ultimately doesn't have the victory over us, but he still wants it. And in Revelation twelve seventeen, it says, And the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. He was enraged with Israel, and he was enraged with God, and anybody that that kept the testimony of Jesus, he was going to attack. That's us. That's us. Mm-hmm. But he but he doesn't have the authority but, but to do what God allows him to do. And, and that's what we have to remember. Uh, but I will also say this, that, um, uh, and I want to find this passage here because I'm completely out of my notes. But well, while you were looking for it, Paul mentioned, Satan hath hindered me. He prayed, uh, asked the churches to pray for him because Satan hath hindered me. And so there's something about prayer, especially prayer for your pastors, prayer for our missionaries, that there's a divine, uh, perhaps angelic protection over our preachers our elders, our missionaries, because we are engaged in spiritual battle, and Satan hates the leaders. If he can take out the generals, the pastors, the missionaries, he'll do those first. We're not ignorant of his devices. Well, well, you know what's crazy is the false teachers, God will use Satan to take out or to punish the false teachers. And and we find that, just so you know, 1 Timothy uh, one eighteen through uh, twenty uh, is where God literally it says that God's going to use Satan to punish the false teachers. That's exactly what the Antichrist does. The Antichrist destroys the false prophet yeah. in Revelation chapter seventeen, I believe it is, and and so Satan is a murderer from the beginning. He comes in as an angel of light. And uh, he's subtle, and he makes evil look like it's good, and good look like it's evil. He's so subtle. Yeah. But if we study the scriptures, the Holy Spirit enlightens us. We understand what's going on, and we do not have to fall prey to this. Right. But we have to understand that if you, uh, that <laughs> this is so crazy, that God is will actually use Satan to punish Believers that are unrepentant. Mm-hmm. That's Cor- crazy. First Corinthians five five. Should I pull it up now? I got it up. If you want to read, it's actually one through uh, yeah five five says it. You, so while I have cataracts hindering my eyesight, but I have the word of God hidden in my heart. So whether I can there's see a point. your screen or not, it's in my heart. First Corinthians five. You ready, Johnny? Here we go. It was a backslidden church. They were playing church. They had religion instead of really following Jesus. There was an unrepented fornicator among Mm -hmm. them in the church membership who was sexually involved with his father's wife, probably his stepmother, scholars believe. And the church took no action against it. God rebuked the church. You should stand up and exercise church discipline. This should not have been done. And you just let it slide. But God said in verse 5, I will deliver such an one, the unrepentant mm-hmm. fornicator, I will deliver such an one unto Satan, Satan. for the destruction, destruction of the flesh, flesh, but the spirit would be saved mm-hmm. in the day of the Lord Jesus. I'm sure this guy had been convicted of his sin. Yep. The church didn't do their job there, uh, but th- which they should have done. Right. And uh, he, and God says, okay, I'll just turn him over to the devil and I'll use the devil to accomplish my purpose and put a whooping on that boy, mm-hmm. but the spirit would be saved in the and day it, of the Lord Jesus. That is mind boggling. And, and here's the other thing that is in verse five. And then he talks about purging the evil from you and, um, uh, you know, the, uh, the, uh, yeast, little yeast leavens, the whole loaf. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into nine and he says, uh, I'm going to tell you, Anyone that is sexually immoral, anyone that is uh, sexually immoral, uh, covetous, extortioners, idolaters, 
uh, drunkards, revelers, uh, that you're, we're not even to eat with such a person, and he'll feed those people to Satan, and they're to be cast out of the church. I'm just, I'm just saying, guys, my, my point in this is God's going to use Satan to destroy the flesh of believers that are unrepentant and refuse to fall in line in the church. That should scare the yeah. bejeebies out of you, man. First of all, the Holy Spirit convicts them. They don't listen. Mm-hmm. Then God chastens them, right. for whom the Lord loveth thee chasteneth. Yeah. They don't listen, mm-hmm. and they cross God's right. line, and God right. said, okay, you don't want to listen to me? I'll let you uh, deal with him. Yeah, and, and, and the Scriptures say very clearly, for anyone that you call a brother, a brother, which is a Christian, a true Christian, a true is Christian, messing up. Yep. So, I, just a little side note that Satan is very powerful, and God's going to use Satan's power to destroy the flesh of unrepentant people, namely the Christians. Mm-hmm. That's like feeding us to the lions. God can use the good; He can use the bad. Yeah. Use the bad nation. Babylon to bring judgment mm-hmm. upon Judah, who was backslidden. He used the wicked nation uh, of uh, Assyria, specifically the city of Nineveh, to bring judgment upon unrepented Israel mm-hmm. in 722 under King Shalmaneser V. So just because you know, even in modern politics, God can use evil uh, politicians mm-hmm. to accomplish his, his will. Yeah, yeah, his purpose. Yeah. Uh, in Colossians, we read that Jesus's ultimate power uh, over all uh, has ultimate power over all other powers. Colossians two fifteen, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. And so, uh, uh, God or Jesus specific will disarm principalities and powers. Here's little Pastor Johnny and Pastor Dukey coming to our towns, telling people about Jesus because we want them to go to heaven. Yeah. And the enemy's not happy. And the enemy is doing things backstage to hinder us, to hurt us. Uh, and King Jesus says, hey, out of the way. Yep. I brought him there. Yeah. He has, those boys have my purpose in their heart. They're, amba- they're my ambassadors. Get thee away from them, Satan. And, uh, and we, just like Job, put a hedge of protection about us. Yes, and you might have yeah. been, he might have been literally breathing down your throat on your back of your neck that night, scared the bejeebers out of you, and the hair standing back of your neck, but that's as far as he could go. Mm-hmm. The next morning from that same building, the gospel, gospel was is preached. proclaimed. And 17 years later, a gospel uh foothold is gathered here called Connecting Point Church. And yep. hundreds, maybe thousands people have come to know Jesus. Why? Because it, principalities and powers, they're here. And they have no waiting, power. And they're real, but they don't have the power we do. That's right. Christ does. He gives us power. He gives us protection. Right. Well, and that's the thing. We're Listen, we're not to fear Satan. Now, we're to respect his power, but we're not to fear Satan um, because the principalities and powers have been disarmed by the cross. Mm-hmm. We, we don't have more power than him. Don't deceive yourself, please. But he doesn't have more power than Christ, and Christ is our Lord and Savior who protects us. And when God guides us to a town... He doesn't just dump us off and say, hey, I'll see you in 17 years. See what happens. He's with us. He never leaves us. He builds the church through us. He protects us. But we are aware of our adversary and his emissaries. Right. Well, and that's the coolest thing. Listen, Jesus, by his death, took back what the enemy stole. Say that again, John. Jesus, by his death, took back what the enemy stole. Colossians 2. Four, do I get a point? You think Johnny gets a point here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they yeah. say yes. All right, there you Amen. go. All right. They said yes. Listen, Colossians 2.14 says this, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, the law that was stated because we couldn't keep the law, the law was against us, right? Which was contrary to us, the Bible says, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
we do not have to pay the sin debt that we owe as long as we believe Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior and we surrendered to him. And Jesus nails this to the cross along with all the written charges that are against us. And Satan, oh, Satan can whine and complain about us, but he cannot remove us positionally. Mm-hmm. Amen. What a dirtbag he is, right? God just pulls back the uh, curtain of the spirit world and what, what's going on. And he tells, I don't want to see it. I'd rather just read about right. it. But every now and then he allows us sometimes perhaps through a dream, a dream or a spooky night uh, or some set of circumstances, he allows us to get a little peek into the spirit world. And I think it keeps us humble. Yeah, yeah it's, a little, it's a little unnerving. Listen. I don't want to see into it. I just want to, all I want to know about the occult, I want to read about it in the Bible. Yeah, you know why God allowed Satan to do that to me walking down the hall before I started my first sermon? Remember who's Lord, big boy. Amen. Yep. All right. I mean, let's be honest, man, because we this could get puffed up thinking, oh, yeah, look at me, man. I'm, I'm fresh out of the gate. Things are going good. Woohoo! And then Satan's breathing down my neck. I'm about to pee my pants. Yeah. And the Lord's like, I got you, but don't forget this. Yeah. You? 17 years later, dude, I have not forgotten it. Uh, amazing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Listen, Ephesians 3, 10 through 11 presents different principalities and powers. Look here. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. And then I want to read verse 12, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. So here you have the angelic host, if you will, uh, are being shown the wisdom of God, obviously, and the purpose of God through the plan of salvation, uh, uh, by the plan of salvation through Christ. I think the two key words there are boldness and confidence. Yeah. Boldness and confidence and that's we have that that's it's a gift from him it's a it's his promise it's his protection mm-hmm. okay we're in over our heads but but we win we're not alone in this battle the one who defeated satan on the cross who who rose from the dead lives in us and he told us what he's going to do with satan he's just using him now uh you know i i think of uh, i fell in love with joellen almost the night I met her. I mean, she's beautiful and she loves God and praise God. She loves me too. (laughs) And, um, but, and that love was so strong, overwhelming. I couldn't think about anything else. I talked about her all the time. I love, 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 Jill ones, love Jewel and that Jewel. My friends at school, they they got tired of hearing about her, but I couldn't shut up because I was in love. Well, that love was strong, but now we've been married 44 years and love is stronger than ever. Why? been tested and God ultimately is (laughs) allowing all this demonic stuff principalities and powers to kind of come so far perhaps to hinder us a little bit maybe sometime to frighten us a little bit maybe to put some things in our path that cause us to stumble maybe to falsely accuse us before the father he's the accuser of the brethren but in the end Mm. God had a purpose for it all right to test us to test our love and you know that love that we'll have uh, for the Lord when we see him Johnny it's been tested, brother. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be good when and, we see uh, it. You know, I just want to look at Jesus and just yeah. say, I really, really love you, Lord. Yep. And he's going to know I did because I didn't. And that's quit. what, and look, and that's what salvation brings is all of that that you just talked about. Uh, listen, guys, angels, both holy and unholy, they're going to witness the glory of God and the preeminence of Christ. Here in Ephesians 1, 20 through 21, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age which is to come. Far above, look here in 22, and he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him. This is all talking about Jesus who fills all in all. And so Satan has been put under the feet of Jesus. In ancient days when they would capture people in battle they would lock them in these cages on a cart and they'd bring the cart into town in front of the palace 
the emperor would be sitting there um, on his throne, and they would bring the defeated enemy. They would usually take the king or the highest political operatives or the richest people in town, and they'd bring them off, and they'd be chained, and they'd lay them on the ground, and they would put their foot on their neck and proclaim you are humiliated, you are <laughs> defeated. Yeah. And that's what Jesus is going to do to Satan. Yeah. Wow. I love it. Man, oh I man. love it, man. Ephesians six twelve. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. I read that to say this. Do not forget who you are in war with. Mm-hmm. Do not be surprised by who we're in war with do not be surprised or overtaken by the strength of who we are at war with but understand this jesus is going to put his foot on his throat Mm -hmm. and declare victory on our behalf on our behalf yeah we have been promised victory and then the final reference to principalities and powers uh is a reference to god's representatives that he has put in uh, in Titus 3, 1, remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities to obey, to be ready for every good work. And so I'm just going to tell you, God has put people in front of you, in your face, to listen and obey so that we're prepared to, have, to, to go to war against the evil. Mm-hmm. War. We're in warfare, spiritual warfare. Yeah. And so let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So we understand the warfare. We have the we do not have the wrong kind of fear. Right. We have the right kind of fear. We fear the Lord. Mm-hmm. Fear the Lord is the beginning yeah, yeah. of wisdom. Right. And when we fear the Lord, we don't have to fear all these other things. Yeah, we have uh, we have a a reverencing fear for God, but we have a respect respected fear for satan you have to respect your enemy or else your enemy will overwhelm you you. take you out yeah hey guys i hope that this has helped you and just remember this man as long as you're a child of god's and jesus christ is your lord and savior there is no fear of the enemy he cannot listen he might be able to hurt this flesh but he cannot destroy the soul he might be able to because god says Uh, Don't fear the one who can destroy the flesh. Fear the one who can destroy the flesh and the soul. Mm -hmm. And only God can do that. So don't let Satan overwhelm you or unseat you. You just hold on to the hand of Jesus real tight, and he'll carry you through the fire. Guys, I hope this has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next time, God bless. God bless.